Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I feel a red wave coming. It's coming around again. We'll be splishing and splashing till we don't know when. Yeah, we'll send them all to prison. That's where they belong. And we'll keep that red wave flowing till the commies are all gone. It's high noon for Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator dot substack dot com and the merch site is cancel couture dot com. Or if you want to go direct, just go shop dot spreadshirt dot com slash cancel dash couture. And I have a whole bunch of new designs up there. Most recently. The LGBTQ plus T-shirt. Let's get Biden to quit is what it says. You're going to love it. It's a beautiful rainbow. It can be supported by all of the many smart gay Americans who are America first. And you got to understand anyone who's smart and not a communist is on our team. It's actually an act of prejudice to assume that gay people would just naturally be communists. I don't assume that. Likewise, 
as you will understand if you've ever listened to the podcast, I don't assume that black people are Democrats or Hispanic people or Asian people or Indian people or Jewish people or any other kind of people you can imagine. I don't assume any of them are members of the Democrat Communist Party just based on their ethnicity because that's racist. So naturally, I don't think that gays are communists. Why would I think that? They like to pursue sexual relationships with people of their own sex. That doesn't mean that they want the government to destroy everyone's lives. Right? What's the logical connection there? There is none. So the shirt is called Pride and Truth. It's basically two movements meeting at the perfect spot. The truth movement and the pride movement can both agree on the fact that we need Joe Biden to get the hell out of the office of fake president. We can all agree. And you should be proud to say it. So there we have it. Go make it happen. Go check the shirt out. The, uh, the masks and lockdowns and vaccines don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. That shirt's there. The silence communist shirt is there. And by the way, when I say shirt, I mean like T-shirts and sweatshirts and golf shirts and socks and aprons sometimes. And this is pretty retarded on my part, but it turns out I could have made stickers this entire time. I've been telling people, yeah, I don't know how to do it. I can't make stickers. Well, you see, the thing is, on the normal T-shirts, I have the main design and then I have the Be Reasonable logo or the Cancel Couture logo on the shirts. And so there's actually two designs on all of the merch that I have sold up to this point. Now, you can't make stickers or anything else if you have two designs. And so I realized today that with only one design, you can make stickers. So we got stickers. We got buttons. Also, trucker hats. Didn't know that was a thing. Now I do. They were keeping all this from me just because I like to have two designs. But we are in business. So if you like stickers, go get yourself some stickers. Now, I will definitely stop talking about the merch right this second because I haven't even started the other part of the intro. And then I probably will end up ranting for who knows how long. And then the show just gets away from me. And you guys are like, hey, I didn't learn anything. What is that about? So. With that, I want to let you know that today is the 224th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, communists. You didn't want to ever have to feel uncomfortable. So you decided that the best way to accomplish that would be to vote for the end of human freedom across the entire world. And you might say, hey, 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 well, slow down, man. That is not true. All I did was vote. I did not choose to end human freedom across the entire world, all I did was vote. I voted for Joe Biden 
because Donald Trump is such a bad man. His tweets are just atrocious. He's like just an embarrassment on the world stage. I couldn't I couldn't contend with it any longer. I couldn't have my image, my pristine, perfect self-image tarnished by having Donald Trump as the president of the country. And, you know, it is what it is. All I did was vote. I didn't choose the end of human freedom in the world. Okay, commie, go with that, I guess, except for the fact that you did. Now, thankfully, we collectively, not me or people like me, the collective we, the royal we, the larger we, and it includes literally hundreds of millions of people, but not you. Okay, so that's the point I'm making. Like, it's it's not you. It's us. We are going to make sure that the end of human freedom that you yourself did vote for will never come to pass. Okay, and you will take that and rearrange it in your head and explain it to other people as you made a decision on the understanding that the worst outcomes of your decision would not come to pass. And I'll tell you what, Kami, if you had that kind of foresight, I might actually accept that answer. But everybody knows that you don't. Okay, you didn't use any foresight at all. You actually didn't even know what you were doing at the time you made the decision. You just wanted to make that statement to all of the no-no people that you were not one of them. You, in fact, Kami, are a very, very good person. You're one of the yes, yes people. Now, I know that you didn't use any foresight at all because you have a consistent record of never using foresight and never understanding what's happening even at the time it's happening. You really only ever have things happen happen and then make excuses about those things and why they're not your fault and why they should be blamed on someone else. And then your power should be increased based on that explanation. That's pretty much where you're at for the most part. So the foresight thing is just kind of out the window, but that's not what you voted for, right? You voted to maintain your own self-image as one of the very smart and very moral people, as opposed to all of the no-no people who are domestic terrorists and racists, and they're all fat and stupid, not like you guys. You guys are very smart, very moral, never racist, even though you did vote for a man who was mentored by a Klansman. You did do that. Your ideas about saving the world from racism included writing books and reading books and sharing books about how racism was necessary to fix racism. And, you know, as I said, you did vote for the guy who was mentored by a Klansman and is responsible for putting, I mean, just countless members of minority communities into prison for having a tiny amount of drugs on them even though you yourself do drugs, Kami. 
So you did do those things, I know. And he did say, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. And that made sense to you. But you're not racist. That's the key here. And you showed that by voting for the guy who was mentored by a Klansman. Got it, right? So it doesn't always make sense what you do, Kami. I know you have bigger plans and there's nuance. It can't all be easy. I mean, if it was if it was simple to just be like, hey, I feel like I'm not a racist person, so I'm not going to vote for the guy that was mentored by a Klansman. If that was a simple thought to have, sure, everybody would do it. It would make sense. But the issue is much more complex than that. You see, to do something like that and know you're not being racist while doing it, well, you have to be awfully smart to figure that one out. You would have to go back and construct an elaborate story about how the Klansman, Robert Byrd, actually stopped being racist completely and flipped the whole thing around and then was just never racist again. In fact, he worked his whole life trying to reverse those mistakes he made in his youth. And by his youth, I mean every single moment up till he died, he was still racist. But at some point, he's going to make every single move he can to reverse those mistakes of his youth, which continued until he died. So you would have to construct a really elaborate, nuanced story about how Robert Byrd isn't actually racist, even though he was saying racist things the entire time. And Joe Biden actually gave the eulogy at his funeral. And you know that Joe Biden considers Robert Byrd his mentor. He even said it at that speech. And Joe Biden got into the Senate uh, you know, around about 50 years ago. And Robert Byrd was there. And that was when Robert Byrd started mentoring Joe Biden. And that was only, you know, like eight years after Robert Byrd had filibustered the Voting Act and the Civil Rights Act. But the cool thing is, and you know this to be true, Kami, this is part of your very elaborate, nuanced explanation. You know this to be true, that there was a thing called the, the Southern Strategy where everything flipped, everything just flipped. The Democrats went from being the party of pernicious racism all the time, just embedded right into the fabric of the party to the party that solved racism. It just flipped one day, just flipped. And that was the point at which the Democrat Party vowed to stop stealing the votes of black and brown people in the cities. It just flipped. You know, you don't need to have a bigger explanation for that. All you need to know is like the thing they say on the television and the thing that will make you sound very smart, like you must actually know the complex, elaborate, nuanced explanation. You would be exactly the one to tell everybody all of the nuance, if only they asked. So you say, hey, well, that's not true. It flipped. And everybody's like, okay, how are we going to respond to this one? Am I going to say, uh, hey, Kami, can you tell me how it flipped? And then, of course, you say, well, everybody knows it flipped after the civil rights era. 
Okay, what, how? How did that work? How did that flip? All right, so Robert Byrd filibustered the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act and then didn't vote for them. But within the next few years, before he started mentoring Joe Biden, only eight years later, everything flipped, including Robert Byrd's view of racism, even though he had the same view of racism in the 2000s, within the decade before he died, had the same view on race. He did say, he did say, I'll give you this one, Kami. He did say that it was a bad idea for a young person who wants to get involved in politics to also get involved in the Klan because it'll make it harder. He did say that. He did say that way later in his life. We're talking like late 90s or early 2000s. I can't remember exactly when he said it, but that was his opinion. You don't want to be in the Klan because it could make it harder for you to get into politics. So, you know, he disavowed it, kind of. We can say that, right? You can say it at least because you have the very elaborate, nuanced, complicated explanation on how that happened. So you'll just say, hey, it just flipped. Everybody knows that. And no one can challenge you if they do challenge you. They're racist. Why would they want to even step to the champion? That's you, Kami. You know that's a losing battle for anyone else because the facts, they're on your side. And you know all of the facts. You know, A, it flipped. And B, Democrats are the party of the minorities. What else do you need to know? Everything else, all the supporting facts of those statements, they've got to be there. It doesn't really matter if you know them. You just know that they must be there because there's so many very responsible communists doing very responsible work on this. And they don't rewrite history like the 1619 Project. Do they? That's not how it works. They don't they don't just tell a false story about what happened and then cement it into the public understanding through schooling and propaganda and threat of punishment. That's not what happens. That's not at all why people will go around saying things like, oh, they flipped, even though they don't know anything about it. You see, the thing is, Kami, if you're going to tell the false story, you got to kind of fill in all the details behind. You can't just give the answer and then say it because everybody knows everybody knows they flipped. Everybody knows you solve racism by voting for the guy that was mentored by a Klansman. Everybody knows that. How could you even doubt it? It's so obviously the right thing to do. Hey, I'm going to post a black square. I'm going to vote for the guy mentored by a Klansman. That's perfect. So what I'm saying, Kami, is that you are always very good on knowing the right thing to do. And, you know, if it goes wrong, you're very good at making up an explanation why it's someone else's fault. And then it's their responsibility. And then if they question you, well, they're being awfully mean at the very least. So they probably don't deserve to work or even, you know, live or see their kids or speak freely any longer. I mean, it's almost like a open and shut case. If they are saying those things that make you feel wrong and bad, then they should no longer be in society. So with that in mind, of course, 
One might consider whether or not the consequence of your decision is to lead the world to a permanent state of authoritarian governance. And it turns out that is exactly what you voted for. Now, I am nearly certain, Kami, that before the election, you must have heard Joe Biden or someone say that what we need to do is build back better. And you thought, yes, we do need to build back better. Look at this world of ruin around us that Donald Trump is responsible for. He made the pandemic in that Chinese lab and he brought it over here and he told us to go out and celebrate the Chinese New Year in all our big cities. And he didn't even want to close travel from China. It's all his fault. And Donald Trump was out there suggesting that maybe we need to keep our businesses open. And he was saying that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin worked. And we all know they don't work because that's what the television says, despite the overwhelming evidence to the contrary. <laughs> it's Donald Trump's fault. You are right. Uh, the entire world was ruined because of Donald Trump. So you swept in to fix it, commie. You just rode your white horse down to the mail room of the hostel you were living at or just maybe visiting. And you got your ballot and you went up to your room. You filled it out. You went right back down to the mail room. And that's it. All you did was vote. You were just trying to reverse all of the, the rot and the ruin around us. It was just so in your face every day on the television and on social media. Not in real life. Real life was just about as good as it's ever been in the country, except for, you know, having to deal with all those commies. Wait, I mean, uh, all the no, no people. Sorry. But you did it. You had to get rid of that bad man and you did it. I mean, not legally and not by the numbers. It's definitely true that Donald Trump won the election in a massive landslide. But you did help a bunch of corrupt criminal communists cover up that fact or at least censor and shout down all the people who could see the obvious nature of reality with their own eyes. So to that extent, you know, you did it. But you got to understand, Kami, all of the stuff you see happening in the world right now is partly your doing. And you can't get out of it unless you come on back to America and leave all of those stupid and evil communist ideas behind. All you have to do is migrate back make some amends, and we'll welcome you with open arms. And with that, I want to extend a warm Wednesday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies! Welcome to the show. It's September now. You must be seeing how the leaves are changing. <laughs> Things are getting different out there, aren't they, Kami? It's not quite the same vibe you had in January, is it? Now, I mean, if you're a redeemable communist, thank goodness that you have started figuring out what exactly it was that you did. And 
Again, we are more than happy to welcome you back to America as long as you get rid of all those communist ideas. Now, you might have to get rid of some of those communist friends that you're still holding on to. And I don't mean you have to. Like, you don't have to say, hey, commie, I can't be friends with commies anymore. I'm listening to this new podcast. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying maybe you want to watch out. Maybe you might want to have the thought, would this person, if it came down to it, point me out to the Gestapo so they could come on over to my house and take me away? And when you realize that, yeah, they would, you don't have a lot of decisions left to make. I'm not telling you to do it. You're going to tell yourself to do it because you're going to have the same awakening everyone else did. It's actually dangerous to associate with people who would turn you over to the secret police and have you taken off to a camp just because you don't like masks. You don't want to inject yourself with an experimental gene therapy. You have a full sized, fully functioning adult brain that tells you there is no way in the world that Joe Biden got anywhere near 81 million legal votes. If they're going to do that, you just got to know if that person is actually your friend until you express some no-no ideas, that person was not your friend before. Okay. Got to understand that. Got to figure out what that means in your own life. Because we are talking about people who went and proactively voted for the end of human freedom in the world. It is not an overstatement. You can read their guiding books, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, the social media giants. What do these people want? They want control. They want control over every bit of information you have now even the open table restaurant reservation app is partnering with clear the company that I talked about last week on Wednesday or Friday. I can't remember. They're partnering with them so that you can uh, avoid having to list your vaccination status individually or verify it with the restaurant. You don't need to do that. You just need to give it to clear and clear We'll give it to them. Clear will tell them whether or not it's okay for you to go to their restaurant. And thank goodness we have clear for that. Otherwise, there would be so much friction in your day. You know, friction from going from your home to your office, to the restaurant and to the theater. Imagine not having an app on your phone that would track everything you do and know about all of your health status. Imagine not having that. It would be so hard to get from your home to your office, to a restaurant and to the theater. Almost impossible, really. That's why they're having it. That's why it's so convenient. That's why it's worth so much money. It is a necessary feature of this brave new world. And that's just a little thing. I mean, now the Congress is able to tell the phone companies to preserve all the communications records of other congressmen just to find out if they talk to any no-no people 
about the very violent insurrection. So how many more examples of actual fascism, actual Nazism, actual communism do you need, commie, before you agree that your vote was indeed for the end of human freedom? Because what do you think is going to happen if we lose freedom in America? Is there going to be another country in the world that stands up for it? I mean, where are we going to retreat to? Brazil? Maybe it would work. <laughs> I don't know about that. Australia? People are being dragged out of their homes. <laughs> there was a manhunt for a guy who coughed in an elevator. And why are they able to get that far with all of this in Australia? Well, it's because the citizens took the commies word for it. They trusted the commies in the government and they gave up their guns. They were like, yeah, you know, we can't have another one of these mass shootings where Americans are dying. Let's only do that in the Middle East. Got to get rid of these guns. Once we get rid of these guns, the government's just going to be nice to us. We'll be nice to the government. Everything's going to be just fine. Well, now their freedom is totally gone. And what are the commies in America pushing for? No guns. What did you commies vote for? Did you vote for the party of guns or the party of no guns? Oh, yeah, you voted for the party of no guns. But that doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter at all. Hey, commies. It matters. You voted for the end of human freedom. Okay. And you won't accept that in that framing. I understand that. I'm just saying it so that you know. I'm not really concerned with how long you go on denying it. That doesn't matter. You see, you think of your freedom as the ability to do whatever you want within a set of things you're allowed to do. You think you are totally free to do whatever you want because everything that you want to do, or most of it, is inside the box of things they allow you to do based on your social status, right? You may want to go, for instance, to the Oscars and you're allowed to go to the Oscars, except you can't go to the Oscars because there's no one to invite you. No one will allow you to go in. You know, you're legally allowed to go. You're just not allowed by those people to attend. Right. And so if it's really that important to you, you would have to map out a path toward greater social status, whereby then someone is happy to invite you and you're able to go. So it's not you like you're legally restricted from going. You're just restricted by a different means. And so you feel like you have the freedom to go, even though you can't go right now. If you want to go on vacation, let's say you want to go to Mykonos and you want to stay at a very ritzy luxury members only club or resort or whatever they have there right and you want to go to uh one of the one of the very hot 
restaurants or nightclubs while you're there. And you have the money and you have the connections. Everybody will let you go. So by all of those standards, you're free to go. And if someone stopped you from going, like if the doorman at the nightclub gave you problems, you would probably feel offended and express your entitlement and say, what do you mean I can't go? Like they're impinging on your freedom. How could they do that to you? You would be furious. Don't they know who you are? And you'd be offended. This would be an affront to your freedom. But if, for instance, your government decided to tell you that there was a very deadly pandemic, and unfortunately, unless you do a series of things, it's just going to be too dangerous for everybody to allow you to go on your vacation to Mykonos. That you're like, oh, well, that's no problem. I mean, it's not an impingement on my freedom. No one's allowed to go. You got that? You see the nuance there, Kami? That very nuanced nuance? When a person tells you that you're not allowed in the nightclub, your head explodes. Don't they know who I am? You paid a lot of good money to do that. And they're impinging on your freedom. But if there's a global pandemic and someone with a D and an R in front of their name tells you that it's going to be too dangerous for everybody for you to go to Mykonos. So you know what? You're just going to have to miss that vacation this year. Sorry, you can't do it. That's not that's not an impingement on your freedom because you're just following the science and the data and you're just trying to save lives. And if you speak out against that, then you're killing somebody's grandmother. And so you still have freedom, but it's in that little box that they allow you to have freedom inside. And, you know, if you do all the right things and if you can make everyone else do all the right things, then we get to go back to normal. And then you'll be allowed to go to Mykonos again and have the freedom that you already have. Just right now, it's not safe. <laughs> and you don't look at them the same way, Kami. And that's insane. Because in one case, you're not being allowed to do something. And in the other case, you're not being allowed to do something. It's just a matter of who is deciding. And you, because you think that government is the ultimate authority about what you're allowed to do, you say, oh, well, that's fine in the one case without even making the government prove that what they're doing is right. Because, of course, they can't prove that. There has been no time ever in this entire entire pandemic period, pandemic in quotes, where it has been dangerous for everyone for you to go to Mykonos. In fact, there hasn't been a single thing that they needed to restrict you from doing for the benefit of everyone. And you might think, well, hey, oh, we didn't know that. It's a new virus. Oh, I don't know. Okay, Kami, go with that. Fact is, all of the mitigation measures that they put in place have failed. There is no documented proof that any of the things they have done have worked. Masks, 
don't work. Lockdowns don't work. The vaccines don't work. School closures don't work. Hospital closures don't work. The closure of all these small businesses, that did nothing except destroy small businesses and people's lives. Not one single thing they recommended had any positive effect on health outcomes due to the very deadly pandemic. And you had absolutely no problem with that because you don't even see what they're doing as a curtailing of your own freedom. You think that because the way these measures are described to you, that they're designed to curtail everyone's freedom in pursuit of a greater good, then it's not your personal freedom being taken away. You see, you have the sort of money and the sort of access and the sort of time and whatever to go to Mykonos if you want to go on that vacation. Right. And you can get into all the restaurants and the clubs. You can stay at the private members club. You can do the whole thing. That's the kind of freedom you have. And that's the kind of freedom you deserve, honestly, Tommy, because, you know, someone in your family definitely did something that allows you to do that. It's not you most of the time. You know, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, the people that uh, <laughs> I knew in Hollywood, obviously. And you can redesign this to your own lives. I mean, you know, I'm talking about like what Instagram models used to talk about all year long, all year long, honestly, not to go off on a tangent, but there is always I don't actually, you know what? I'm going to go off on a tangent. Okay. There is a yearly social schedule for people who like to be looked at. Okay. And they will go to a different place at the same time every year. They'll basically be constantly choosing new vacations. They'll do like the film festival circuit, right? They'll go to Sundance They'll go to uh, Cannes. They'll go to the Venice Film Festival. There's a thing called Yacht Week that they go to. They'll go to different ski mountains. They'll go to the Super Bowl. They will have elaborate vacations for all of the summer holidays where they will attend white parties, basically. And then there will be a handful of hot locations every year where you go for uh, New Year's or everybody's going to Miami for Halloween this year. You'll hear sentences like that for real, not making this up. But these people actually do live this way. And this is what freedom is to them. The ability to go to all of these places and not have to hassle with things like the security line at the airport. Right. So that is how their priority system gets structured. And if they are told that no one is allowed to go do these things, then they're like, oh, well, okay, I guess no one's allowed to do it. And then if they can, they will still try to figure out ways that they can do it. And I actually appreciate those people because they're going to do what they want no matter what. I like that. I just wish, you know, if you're doing that, if you're that kind of person, then you have no business telling other people like what they're not allowed to do. And so I hope that those people aren't representing both sides of that. But I think you see what I'm saying, right? These people don't actually believe that their freedoms are being curtailed when the government does it. So 
if the government is shutting down their ability to do these things, it doesn't mean anything. They can't be mad at it. It's just for the good of everybody. And when the government does that more and more and more, they don't realize it because they've already bought into the idea that it's for the good of everybody. And if you're talking about people with this much money and this much access, then they don't feel most of the stuff that other people feel. Also because they're on vacation all the time. And they're showing all of you all of their pictures. They're showing you how glamorous their lifestyle is so that you will want it and that you will behave like they behave because they're modeling good behavior for you. And of course, you're going to follow them. They know that because they're such good people and they follow good people. So good people model their behavior for them. And now they're modeling it for you, whether or not you'll follow their advice and hopefully you will not. But when your idea of freedom is the ability to choose within a certain small and ever constricting set of choices, then you're completely clueless about what the deterioration of freedom actually even means. So you have no problem with supporting the people who are restricting your freedom intentionally. And that is what they're doing, Kami. And they told you that from the beginning, right? You don't understand what they're saying because you believe that it cannot affect your life in any way that will bother you. Because apparently being told that you need to do this or that to be allowed to go to a restaurant or them deciding whether or not you can even get on a plane, that doesn't bother you. You're more than happy to comply because you already trust them for everything. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll take your shot. I trusted you when you said that these masks were going to get us out of this pandemic in a few short weeks. And, you know, it's been 16 months since then, but no big deal. I like the mask now. It makes me feel secure. It's like my own little security blanket. I'll even tell a reporter from Vice that. Hopefully they'll do a special on me where I'm modeling good behavior for everyone else. I don't just say I'm fine to do it if it helps. I say I love it. It's like people can't see me. I'm invisible now. Look at me. <laughs> they think they're invisible behind their masks and then they take selfies in it all day. These people aren't smart. But. The good thing is more of them are figuring this out. And I think we may have kind of passed the turning point now. You know, this Afghanistan debacle has been more than most commies can bear reputationally. And I've talked about social capital a bunch of times. I don't want to rehash that right now. But what has happened is that the cost of them continuing to express their child-brained communist support of the fake president, that cost has raised considerably, probably faster than the rate of Joe Biden's inflation, actually. They went from a position of constantly being able to support communism on social media and get credit for it, 
or what they imagined was getting credit for it, you know, because it's so distorted in the algorithms. But now it's actually become costly for them to repeat what the television says. It is so obvious that Joe Biden is so, so bad and so dumb and so evil and so mentally deteriorated that they can't support him on their legacy social media platforms without knowing that there are going to be people who think that they are doing something morally atrocious. And so now, if all of my friends who still are in touch with these people can be trusted, and I know that they can, it seems that at least the Hollywood contingent on Instagram has largely gone silent about politics. The biggest commies in the country are afraid to go out and defend Joe Biden. And there's more than enough proof from the world around us that we can see to know why this is true. But there's actually polling on it now as well. Uh, Newsmax did a good write up of this today. It's about a, a new Rasmussen poll. Um, this is Eric Mack publishing this this morning. Uh, Rasmussen, 52 percent say Biden should resign over Afghanistan. OK, that's not do you approve of Biden's handling of Afghanistan? All right. If 52 percent were disapproving of Biden's handling of Afghanistan, that would be a normal number in a normal situation. You know, the country just you know, they have the president's back for the most part, but they understand that something went wrong here and they really don't like how it was handled. And they're expressing that more than half the country is happy to say it. OK, this isn't that this is should the fake president resign over this? Like, is this the point where now, you know, that this man is completely unfit to lead the country and 52 percent of the public is willing to tell that to a pollster. They are willing to go that far and communicate their willingness to a stranger, right? In this political environment, 52% of people felt safe enough to tell this to a stranger. Here's the article. A majority of American voters say President Joe Biden should resign because of the way the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan was handled. That was the quote. That was the actual question. He should resign because of the way the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan was handled. Right. Just on this question, which left at least 13 U.S. service members and more than 170 Afghan civilian dead. The results come from the latest Rasmussen Reports poll released Wednesday morning, where 52 percent say Biden should resign, while just 39 percent disagree and 9 percent were unsure. Well, if you're unsure, then you're on our team. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you'll actually actually go out there and actively support our team. I'm saying that you will accept what is going to happen when it happens and you are not going to go out there and try to start a civil war. That is my priority. I don't give a shit if somebody agrees with me or if they're 100 percent on board or 70 percent on board or whatever. I just don't want them to be one of the people who is unable to accept reality and then acts out in extreme ways because of it. If Biden does not resign and there is no indication he ever would, an even larger majority of likely U.S. voters in the poll, 60 percent, agreed with a call from Senator Lindsey Graham 
to impeach the president. Okay, so 52 percent say he should resign, but 60 percent say he should be impeached. Now, that is kind of upside down, right? Because if you're the sort of person who is bothered by the Afghanistan withdrawal and that accounts for every sort of person, except for some real uh, died in the wool, stick to your guns, commies. And you're saying that he shouldn't be impeached or he shouldn't resign or you're unsure. You're basically taking the position. Oh, I don't know if we should go that far. Right. That's what your answer is. If you support it, you just support it. And you say you disagree. I'm talking about people who are actually put off by the debacle in Afghanistan and they're just not willing to get too extreme about it, right? They're they're saying, I don't know if I go that far, right? So if you're going to answer no to either one of these questions and still be a person who's upset about Afghanistan, it is odd to me that 52% say he should resign, but 60% say he should be impeached. There are fewer people saying, I don't know if we should go that far about impeachment than there are about resignation. That seems odd to me. I haven't totally wrapped my head around these numbers. Why would you be for having the fake president impeached, but not be for him just simply resigning? Like, do they want the trial? I mean, I guess that has to be it, right? Or maybe they just think that these are going to affect different results. I'm not, I'm not actually sure what that discrepancy could possibly mean. The statement used from the Rasmussen reports poll was made Tuesday, August 24th by Graham on Newsmax's Rob Schmidt tonight. Okay. So this is the premise for the question that they asked these respondents. I think Joe Biden deserves to be impeached because he's abandoned thousands of Afghans who fought with us and he's going to abandon some American citizens because he capitulated to the Taliban to an August 31st deadline. OK, that's what they had to agree or disagree with. Rasmussen explicitly asked respondents whether they agree with Graham's statement made to Newsmax and a supermajority did. Just 37 percent say they disagree. Biden deserves to be impeached. The alternative of Vice President Kamala Harris becoming president from a Biden resignation or impeachment did not sit well with likely U.S. voters in the poll either. However, just 38 percent say Harris is qualified to assume the duties of being president. A large majority of voters, 58 percent, view Harris as unqualified to be president, including a near majority on its own, 47 percent, responding she is not at all qualified. According to the poll, right? That is incredible. Not at all qualified. Kind of tells you where people were about Kamala Harris before the election, too, doesn't it? A desire to get Biden out of the White House does not translate to confidence in his vice president's qualification to replace him. Rasmussen reports wrote in the summary of the poll results among voters who believe Biden should resign because of the way the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan was handled. Only 13% think that Harris is at least somewhat qualified to assume the duties of being president. 
Conversely, among voters who don't think Biden should resign, 74 percent say Harris is at least somewhat qualified to become president. Right. So that means 26 percent of the people who don't think that Biden should resign or be impeached. Right. These are people who are still supporting Joe Biden. Even 26 percent of them don't think Kamala Harris is at all qualified to serve as president. The party breakdown in the poll on those calling for Biden's resignation. Okay, this is the resignation question. 75 percent of Republicans think he should resign. 48 percent of third party or independent voters think he should resign. Again, this isn't the approval question. This is whether or not the dude needs to resign right now. 48 percent of independents. 32 percent of Democrats. All right. Nearly a third of Democrats think that Joe Biden, the fake president, should resign right now. A third of Democrats, a third. The party breakdown in the poll on those strongly agreeing with Graham saying Biden deserves to be impeached, strongly agreeing that the president, the fake president should be impeached. 69% of Republicans, 44% of third party or independent voters, 26% of Democrats, over one in four Democrats strongly agrees that Biden deserves to be impeached. <laughs> that, my friends, is amazing. The party breakdown in the poll on those who see vice president, fake vice president, Harris as at least somewhat qualified to be president. Just 17% of Republicans, 32% of third party or independent voters, 62% of Democrats, only 62% of Democrats think that Kamala Harris is at least somewhat qualified to be president. Okay. 38 percent of Democrats think that Kamala Harris is not at all qualified to be president. 38 percent of Democrats, nearly four in 10 Democrats, thinks that the person they voted for as vice president is not at all qualified to be president. That is how bad Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are functioning in their roles as fake president and fake vice president. And then this is crazy. Notably, women voters are less confident Harris is qualified to be president. Got that? Got that? Everyone who wore a pink pussy hat when Donald Trump was inaugurated, you know, all you women's march lunatics. All of you brilliant people who still think that women make 80 cents to the dollar compared to men for the same work with the same qualifications, you know, rock dumb child brained communists. Are you hearing how wrong your philosophy is at every single turn? Women, American women think that Kamala Harris is not at all qualified to be president. Why? Because they don't believe 
that Kamala Harris's almost certain possession of a vagina is not enough to make her a good candidate for president. Now, if you're the sort of person who wears a pink pussy hat, you don't understand that at all. You're like, what do you mean? All we need is to have a woman be president. All of this would be solved. Morons. Women are more likely than men to strongly agree with Graham's statement, saying Biden deserves to be impeached, according to the poll. Isn't that incredible? So women voters are more opposed to Kamala Harris taking power. And women more than men think that the fake president should be impeached. This isn't how it was supposed to go at all, was it, Kami? At this point, it is pretty clear that the numbers are overwhelming. We are not in a small majority. We are in a very, very large majority. All right. And we need to act like it and we need to talk like it. If you are scared of getting banned on social media, then you are accepting what is going on right now. All right. You are saying that your ability to stay on those platforms is so important that you still in September of 2021 are too small and too weak and too scared to speak up because you're worried about retribution from these communists. Well, the way you can guarantee that you will receive that retribution one day is by remaining silent because then that's the only thing that could allow those communists to win. Seriously, the only way they win is if everybody goes back to sleep and stays quiet and does not tell the truth to everyone else. That's it. Otherwise, they're toast. But you're scared to speak up, which means other people will be scared to speak up because you see the thing is, while you're sitting there fearful of what will happen if you stand up for yourself, other people are looking to you to inspire them, all right? And I'm not trying to be like a Hallmark card here, but you have to understand that if you're a good person and the people around you know that you're honest and trustworthy and you're a person of integrity and that you think about things, you care about people, if you're that person, then they are looking to you for strength, all right? So stop disappointing them and stop disappointing yourself and stand up for yourself. They will respond and they will lift their voices to back you up. And if they don't, well, then those people are not your friends. Okay. You do not need to maintain relationships with people who will eject you from their lives. If they find out you do not agree with them about politics. All right. If you're scared about what someone's going to think, if you're scared about what the social media companies are going to do, you need to get over it. You need to speak up. And by the way, you know, I, I address a lot of this stuff to, to the communists out there every day. Part of the reason I do that is not because I am delusional and think that I have this massive audience of communists. Okay. I'm doing it because I am addressing the part of all of us who are still influenced by these systems. And we need to know how to speak up 
for ourselves and stand up to these systems and convince other people. And then, you know, if there are people who are redeemable communists who are now listening to the show, I want them to understand the moral impact of what they're doing and why they need to be on our side even stronger than they are. It is important that you speak up. And one of the things that I have been saying to these communists out there is, hey, if you don't speak up for yourself and you don't make your allegiance to this country and this country's people known in time, you are going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. Okay, you're going to have to know that the moment of truth in your life arrived and you did nothing. You did not answer the bell. You just sat back in comfort and assumed that someone else was going to take care of it for you. You didn't want to have to put yourself on the line. You didn't want to have to put your job on the line or your reputation with certain people on the line. Oh, that's all too important. That's all so much more important than the country than having a future, than making sure that human freedom does not end in the world. That stuff is more important. Got to maintain that reputation. Otherwise, they'll kick you out of the party of false decorum. And then what? Oh, it's just a dark abyss after that. You're going to have to deal with that. You know, I talk every day about how as long as I know someone isn't being hateful toward me or anyone else, like if they want to make their amends and they want to be back in America. I'm good, man. I there's certain people who are going to have to apologize profusely, obviously, but the rest of it, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going to like go around spending my time figuring out who wasn't on our side enough. That's not the point of any of this. The point of it is that you will know, you will know you didn't stand up. You will know you could have made a difference, but decided not to. And people are making a difference like just yesterday, right? Michael Flynn put out the information that Chase Bank was closing his account and the accounts of his family members. They wrote him a letter and he posted it. And all of a sudden he gets fact checked by Snopes. Snopes claims that Michael Flynn is a conspiracy theorist and that this letter may not even be real. But regardless, there's no evidence that Chase Bank would have done something like this. Then. Mere hours later, Chase comes out with a statement that they've reversed their decision. Oh, it was a mistake. Snopes fact-checked that. Do you understand how dystopian it is? First of all, that we even have a ministry of truth, all these little fact-checkers. But second, that they fact-checked something that is provably true, and then their fact-check got totally refuted only hours later. Now, why did Chase make that decision? It's because of the PR nightmare they encountered. Why? Because we're the majority. All right. And we actually care and we'll do something. And people stepped up and made their positions known. Many people out there took their money out of Chase and took their business elsewhere. And Chase couldn't withstand a day of it. One day. And they were out. They were like, nope, this is a bad idea. Yeah, it's a very bad idea, Chase. You're doing something illegal. And we are coming to a point where this whole, oh yeah, but the justice system, they never do anything. 
That's not going to last forever either, guys. This is not some hopeless scenario here. We're winning. Like, yeah, the battle is long and longer than any of us wanted and many of us expected. Again, I thought this all had to be wrapped up and settled by January 20th. Turns out that was wrong. Everything in the narrative, everything in the polling, all of this is going our direction. Now, that's not to say that this isn't a terrible, awful experience for a whole lot of people. By the way, this isn't the life I want right now either, everybody. I'm happy that things are going in our direction, and I believe that we're on the verge of an American renaissance, but this isn't fun, and there's people that have it way, way worse than me. But look at the power that was exercised yesterday. Chase is one of the biggest banks in the world, and a bunch of patriots went out there and made them look terrible made it obvious that everyone knew they were doing this heinous and very likely illegal thing. And we just backed down one of the biggest banks in the world. That's what Michael Flynn just had to deal with yesterday. A bank tried to take away his ability to spend money, and they were hoping that other banks would probably get in line with them. And then he would have to have the days or weeks or months that it would take to get his financial stuff back in order. That would be a huge burden on him. We're talking about you being afraid to get suspended from Twitter for seven days because people would know what you really think. And that's so scary. Gosh, it's so scary for people to know who I really am. They might not like me if they know who I really am. Whoa, wait a second. That's not what you're thinking, is it? Oh, yeah. It is. That's exactly what you're thinking. You're worried that people will not like you if they know who you are and what you think and what you stand for. And yet, those are the very people you're still concerned about impressing because it is so important to remain in the party of false decorum. You gotta let it go. Now, before I go, I hope you got a chance to listen to the podcast yesterday with Garrett Ziegler. It was initially my intention to put it up this weekend, but as soon as we got done, uh, Garrett was like, man, we got to put that up tonight. I'm like, all right. So there was one episode in the afternoon yesterday and then a new episode like five hours later. So I hope that didn't uh, ruin your podcast listening schedule. Um, if you get a chance, go check out the merch store. I'm pretty happy with it right now, and it makes me laugh. So hopefully it'll make you laugh. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel-couture. And a welcome to all of Garrett's fans. If you ended up listening to another episode, I thank you for your time, and I hope you stick around. And uh, for anybody who hasn't taken a second, if you want to go, if you listen on uh, iTunes, or uh, Apple Podcast, or however you refer to it. Uh, if you want to go leave a five-star rating and a review for the podcast, that'd be absolutely awesome. I really do appreciate it. And uh, with that, I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Come on. 
Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. 
If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.Substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!